This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, you're listening to episode 246, and I'm talking with Jenny and Scott Jurek. Jenny and Scott have both been on the show. Actually, episode 164, we did a live show here in Indianapolis with Scott and Jenny. And then in episode 186, Jenny came back on the show solo. If you haven't read their book, North, I highly recommend you do that. Many of you may know of Scott Jurek from his popular book, Eat and Run. He is most known for his seven consecutive straight victories at the Western States 100-mile endurance run. And in 2015, Scott and Jenny adventured on the Appalachian Trail and wrote a book about it called North. You have to read the book to learn all about that, but he did the running, walking, hiking, and she did the crewing. They are quite the team. They have two kids and they are now doing all sorts of fun, adventurous things with the kids. This past summer, they took a month long bike packing trip in Japan with both of their kids who, by the way, at the time were only one and three. So if nothing else, these two will inspire you to do some crazy adventures with your kids in tow. And Jenny is an outdoor apparel activewear designer. She is also a badass ultra runner. And both Scott and Jenny have a huge passion for the organization Every Mother Counts. All right, and this series I'm doing is supported by Koala Clip, my favorite way to carry my phone with me on the go, and you know I'm always carrying it with me. Uh, Christina, the founder, did a great job designing something that just works really well, and right now is a great time to support her small business. You guys can go to koalaclip.com and use the code ANOTHER for 10% off your order Thanks, Christina. And hey, if you're loving this series, if you're loving the extra episodes I'm putting out right now, uh, what I would love more than anything is if you could consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes and also sharing the episodes that you're enjoying with your friends on social media. That's a huge help in uh, helping this show grow and continuing to get these uplifting conversations in the ears of more people. All right, friends, enjoy my conversation with Jenny and Scott Jurek. Well, today on the podcast, I'm so excited to welcome back Scott and Jenny Jurek. Welcome to the show, everybody. Great to be on again. Thank you, Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Great to talk to you. Yeah. What? You guys just got back from a bike ride, right, with the kids. How'd that go? Well, not a bike ride, but a family run, and they were in the jogger, and then we brought their bikes, too. So who's it's extra, extra resistance. Yes. So, so, yeah, they get some riding in, so, yeah, it's a combo. So we get a little running in, and they get some bike riding in, and, yeah, we try to wear them out as much as possible in the morning. So do you put the bikes, like, underneath the stroller? Where do those go when you're running? A combo. Eva's on a little, he's on a little tiny balance bike, okay. so it fits in the back pocket of the double jogger and then I strap Raven has this bungee on her rack for her small little bike and I bungee that to the top I mean it looks like a yard sale. I'll send you a picture <laughs> it's not yeah it's it looks funny but it works because once we hit the bike path then they want to ride the bikes and the big girl wants to ride and so we just yeah we make it work 
that was always uh, one of my biggest issues with the stroller runs is when you would get to like a park or something and they want to get out and you're like, I really just want to get like six miles in and then we can play. You know, I want to get the run done with. Um, so we would make up routes where we wouldn't go by parks so that they wouldn't yeah, oh, really get out. Try to distract them we and be like, hey, look at, look at that over hey, there. look at that truck. <laughs> right when you pass the park, we try to give them other distractions. But yeah, we, we definitely have our routes um, rerouted around um, potential stopping hazards. Yes. But now that they can't play at the playgrounds, we're like, yeah. well, true. It's yeah, just a rule. Raven knows. She's like, oh, it's close for the sickness still. I'm like, yeah. So yeah. it's a little easier. But yeah, it, it becomes a juggling act. But you learn how to negotiate. She's four, right? Uh, will be in June. Okay. Oh, gosh. Man, they're still so young. She will be four in June. Okay. This is one of the things I wanted to talk to you all about. Because so Jenny and I, gosh, it was two years ago that we did that live show here in Indy. Can you believe it's been two years? Can't. I, can't. I thought it was this last year. Wait. Two years. No, it was last year. Was it? No. no. Was it? it was... No, no, no. It was last year I because, yeah, it was last January. You just had your baby. Maybe okay. Like... You're it... right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. That feels better. <laughs> okay. It was January 2019, not January 2018. Okay. I feel better about that because I felt okay. like, where did two years go? No, it was, yeah, a okay. little bit recently, but it still feels like forever ago. It really does. Um, well, and so then after that, Jenny and I did a podcast, but since then, last summer, I want you guys to tell us a little bit about your bike trip in Japan with your kids. <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun. They were one and three. three. Well, Raven had just turned three, so they were still pretty little, and you know, they fit in a tiny. We got a smaller dump, like smaller trailer for the back, and uh, we had a three-person tent. So they were still just small enough for us all to squeeze in. But um, it's something that we always wanted to do. Scott and I were like talking about doing it for our honeymoon and just even before we got married is to bike around Hokkaido. But, you know, we just never got to it. And then we decided, well, let's do it anyway and bring the kids with us and see how it goes. And And yeah, it was a total budget trip, like, you know, camping. We, yeah, we just did it on a very tight budget, used um, some miles that we had for airline tickets, just um, got things up. Luckily, uh, we had some, Friends of us connect us with a bike company, Priority, and got us new bikes. Because I haven't had a new bike in, I think, like 25 years or something wow. like that. Um, I just, yeah, have always used my older bikes and stuff. And so, yeah, we got bikes. And it was just, yeah, more of a juggling act to get everything together for the trip. Because we wanted to go as light as possible and make sure we weren't going to have as much maintenance with one in diapers one, you know, mostly potty trained. It was, yeah, going to be this uh, thing. And we just, once we committed to it, bought the plane tickets, um, then it was like, okay, we got to like figure this all out. <laughs> like, you know, retool our gear. We had some of the gear, but had to really think things through, like how we were going to do the whole diapers thing and how we're going to keep them like content in the, the trailer. But it was, it was a ton of work. I think the kids got the vacation, as Jenny and I say, they got the vacation. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go somewhere, which was amazing. And we had a, we definitely had fun, but it was a lot of type two fun at times. Um, oh, for sure. 
but I'd highly recommend it. It's just, it's not for the faint of heart. You got to embrace it all. And I mean, the kids just flourished. They had a blast. They didn't, I mean, raining in the tent, they didn't care. They fell asleep, like playing on the beaches. Like it was, it was an amazing trip. I love that about you guys. I, I'm always in the camp like, oh, when my kids get a little bit bigger or we'll do this, you know, when that happens and you guys just do it. You just go. And I think that a lot of people could be inspired by that. Yeah, it's one of those things. Well, and if people want to be inspired, the video that Jenny put together um, footage is great. So maybe we can put a link to that um, on your podcast so people can watch it because it's a YouTube video. And she just put together, we didn't plan on like, I mean, we barely had time to manage right. you know, changing diapers and putting up a tent that night and sleeping bags and all that stuff, repacking, unpacking. But somehow Jenny um, took it upon herself to get enough footage and we did some phone footage and she put together a little video. So for people to kind of see what it was all about. And yeah, it it is hard to motivate, like even us, like that. There were times where like, oh, let's let's just not go. Like, let's not do it. So it's hard. It's definitely hard. But once you commit to it and you go for it. And we're also like, I think a month was a little bit long mm. for most people. Yeah. A month was it was like one week too long for mm. us. I mean, mostly because the weather kind of turned and we were like trying to there was a big typhoon coming to Hokkaido and it just started raining and windy, and then we're like, oh, okay, we didn't have any plans of, like, hotels, you know? So then we, yeah, but three weeks a month, I just feel like people, it sounds really daunting, but, you know, just go for it and then figure it out along the way. Because once we got there, you know, everybody wants to help, and everybody just, it's just like anywhere. I think people's natural um, inclination is to help people and People thought it was so fun to see the little kids on bikes and stuff. So they thought it was gear in the back, our trailer. <laughs> they were like, nobody bikes with trailers for the most part. I think we saw one other trailer the whole time. Um, and it was a family um, uh, father that had two kids that he was biking with, but nobody bikes with trailers. So they just thought, oh, it's gear. And then they'd look at the convenience store we'd be parked. And they're like, whoa, there's kids in there. They were just like blown away. So it was, um, it was fun in that regard because, yeah, you, we immersed ourselves in a place where definitely rural Hokkaido people don't speak English mm -hmm. like we had to navigate that so Jenny and I definitely had fun like sometimes it was a little difficult because you're trying to keep two kids happy but it's like the only way we do these things because we either wait until they get old enough to travel on their own and be more independent or we try to do these things now and so that's what we're trying to do because as parents can attest to this or anybody even if you don't have kids you, you think okay I'm gonna do this or I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and I've got my list and my goals. And it's really easy to just, you know, think, oh, yeah, we're going to do that at some point. We're going to do that. And then you never do. So we're just trying to do some of that now, even though it makes more work for us or it's not as easy. Um, but and when giving that experience to the kids, like Raymond talks about it all the time. Mm. And Ev's even mentioned, like, he remembers things from Japan even at two years old. And he, they're just like, yeah, they can't wait to go back. So I think if you prep them enough, it's just like running in a jogger or, you know, going in a bike trailer, even though sometimes they're not psyched on it. But if you do it regularly enough and get them immersed in it, then it's part of their, like, they get it and they, they enjoy it. 
Yeah. To a certain degree. Set those expectations. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I was just talking, I just interviewed Mike Wardian and we were just talking about this, you know, because he's always taking his, always taking his kids with them to tons of races all over the world. And um, I think that like my biggest takeaway from that conversation is how much patience that teaches your kids. Oh yeah. I mean, we love seeing Wardian and like, I feel like I've watched his kids grow up just because I see them everywhere. And his wife is always so um, awesome. And she's so patient too. I mean, kudos to Jennifer because her husband loves to run. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, just taking them to just keep trying to keep doing what you love and bring the kids with and they get it. They'll, um, and I feel like they're just, it always seems like it's going to be worse than it is, but once they go, they have a good time. Yeah. I love that. Now, um, another thing that we haven't talked about, oh wait, one more question about the bike trip, like on average, how much, how many miles or how much in one day were you typically doing on the bike covering? So we did, our goal was to try like with these real big ambitions, like, Oh, it seems like we could do 40 to 50 miles a day. Like that seems doable, a lot of breaks, (laughs) you know, playground stops. And that's what we try to do too is, you know, have we got into it. We finally figured out a rhythm of timing. Like, okay, we stop it. We don't have breakfast at the campground or the place that we spent the night. Like we get a few miles in or a couple hours in and down the road, wake up super early. Then we have breakfast somewhere to play, whether it's a playground or a rest area that had some, you know, fun stuff for the kids to do. And then we got in this rhythm Then like lunches were always planned around a playground too. So we got in that rhythm, but the aspirations of 50 miles a day definitely got thrown out the window. I feel like we did um, a couple of 50 mile days, but in the end it was usually 30 ish. Yeah. And like 30 to 40 was a pretty good average. Um, And then we had those really like occasional short days that we did, you know, after six days of pretty, we would throw on a real short one, like 20 miles type of thing. But again, we were covering like really steep mountainous terrain some days and it was 90 degrees and 90% humidity. So depending upon conditions, you know, it was pretty brutal. So I know for those of you who are big cyclists, it doesn't sound like much, <laughs> 30, 40, 50 miles with kids. But in those conditions we were like, we had some 12 mile mountain passes, like uphill for 12 miles. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was definitely tough, but you know, I think we covered close to 600 miles on the, on wow, the trip. Wow, that's so yeah. cool. And it was fun to just have those goals and see the progress each day. The kids loved getting to new places. I mean, the kids loved to be on a move. They really didn't want to stay in one spot <laughs> two nights or anything like that. We did that one time, I think, when we were on an island. But they were used to nomadic life. So did you have set spots where you knew you'd try to, you wanted to get to to get to camp? Um, you know, initially we had a rough idea because we looked at some blogs and some maps and stuff, but, um, it, you know, reality didn't really work out like that. So we just kind of, it was kind of like the AT, like we had a loose idea of where we could stop, which would be ideal, but we kind of just rolled with it. And the good thing about Japan is there were so many campsites and so many free sites, free camping. And, um, even though it was like peak holiday season in August that we never had any problems like it was never full so it was pretty easy to be um, a little bit more spontaneous 
And you could camp for 10 to 15 bucks a night. I mean, it was yeah. super cheap for Japan because everyone's worried about certain places being expensive. Japan's not a cheap place to travel normally, but um, Hokkaido was great with all the campsites and you could camp alongside the road. Like we did some nights where just like, okay, we're not going to make it to that campsite or not make it to that town. Um, so that was flexible. And there were some great blogs and there were some great apps that linked. So we, we had some like English guides to kind of like look at and apps and things to do, but we always had to like retool things based on weather, the kids, how we were feeling. Yeah. Just being flexible is key. You guys are like the coolest people I know. This is just like badass, honestly. (laughs) There's a lot of hardcore. (laughs) You have four children yet you have all these, you know, you're still crushing it. And I mean, I'm like barely hanging on with the two. And so you, especially four boys and like, so amazed how you're running so like you're so fast and just how you manage everything is really inspiring well thank you i do play the like too many kids card too much though and this is inspiring me (laughs) to go out when everything kind of gets back to normal everything's crazy right now but when everything kind of gets back to normal uh times you guys are really encouraging me to get out of my comfort zone and do some uncomfortable things with my kids so i really appreciate that Oh. And you could do stuff local too. We like, I think these times, like people, when things open up and people can mm. go camping, things like that, like people aren't maybe going to be wanting to, you know, hop on an airplane. You could do stuff closer to home and, you know, just hop on the bikes and load up the kids. And if, even if it's not very far, like kids just love hanging out, whether it's at a local creek or park or campground, like I feel like those kind of trips can be great. So that's, you don't have to cook up travel across the world. You don't have to go to Japan. (laughs) (laughs) But you can do it cheap if you want to. We've learned that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, We haven't talked since you guys, the Game Changers movie came out. What, what were some of the best things that came from that movie? I mean, I was surprised at how popular it was. It was, you know, I thought it was really well done and stuff, but, um, People, like, all kinds of people, like, my relatives, people from high school, like, people came out of the woodworks to be like, hey, I saw you in this movie. Um, You know, kind of unexpected, not people who I thought, really thought about their diet, even. Mm. Um, So I think just maybe the broad appeal of that movie really surprised me. But it's been awesome. I mean, we're just here, so many people who've changed their eating habits, we've gone vegan, we've dabbled in vegan, but um, just kind of, it was a real good eye-opener for a lot of people, and I think it's doing, it's doing well. People feel, I think the people who did switch are sticking with it and feeling healthy and um, realizing the benefits. And across the world, too, like it's, I was talking to Luis Sahoyas, who was the director, he uh, was just talking about it trip that he had done sometime this fall to Australia and couldn't believe all the people like just random people that had seen game changers and had been exposed to it. So I feel like it, it brought the, just the diet and lifestyle and the whole concept of wellness to a population that doesn't always um, really want to watch documentaries Mm -hmm. about plant-based eating or the plant-based lifestyle. So, and that was the take to try to target a little bit more of a male audience, the the folks that are just kind of set in their ways. And I could see like myself being more attracted to a film like that when I had been, you know, growing up hunting and fishing and not been exposed to a whole lot of 
vegetarian or plant-based or vegan uh, material. So I, it's it's been great from a lot of things. And I think it was like one of the most popular documentaries for a while um, on Netflix and iTunes. And it's... Uh, it was number one for... Like it was... It went to number one on Apple, iTunes in the first six days and on Netflix too. But then now I think everything's been surpassed by the Tiger King. Oh, just, me too. <laughs> I can't get into it. Have you watched it? Oh, uh, we, we have watched it. Yes, the Thoughts? one like series. I feel like we haven't watched a full series for like since the last uh, Game of Thrones series that came out about a year ago. So, hey, wait, did you <laughs> say don't... you have watched? No, it I tried to oh. watch the first episode and I was like, "This is boring." But tell me your thoughts because I know that tons of listeners have watched <laughs> it. So share your thoughts. I mean, you know, it's just like a train wreck. Like, you can't look <laughs> away. Even though you want to look away, you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's insane. It's just crazier than, I. you know, just you can't make that stuff up. But um, but this is sad, too. It's just, yeah. like, really the saddest thing is, like, the biggest takeaway is something they say in the first episode is there's more tigers in captivity than there are in the wild and you're like how is that how's that true that's crazy oh and then people who own them and keep them are just like crazy but um i think yeah if you can get through it (laughs) i should do it you think i should do it i think you should do it it's an interesting slice of humanity i mean it's always a question of like what what could we be doing with our time (laughs) (laughs) And when you have kids, but like sometimes Danny and I, like you need a mindless, like feels so good. Binding, yeah, but at the same good. time, yeah, you have to understand, like, okay, is was that you know worth six worth or seven time? hours like of my time? But uh, yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, it's like anything. Um, I think it does expose, like Jenny said, yeah, it was <clears throat> mind-boggling that yeah, there's more cats, big cats, in captivity than there are in the wild, but. Um, yeah, so from Netflix standpoint, it's done very well with documentaries and there's game changers. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had tons of neighbors and friends be like, Hey, did you watch that Game Changers movie? And I'm like, Yeah, and did you know one of the people in that movie, they've been on my podcast, so you should listen. Uh, but just people that surprise like you said, that I was surprised because eating vegan diet and things like that aren't typically something that they would care about or even think about. We're watching it. Definitely. And I think that's what, and it's great too, because there are people of all walks of life, male, female, different races and ethnic backgrounds and cultural backgrounds and showing that no matter where you come from, who you are, no matter what your health conditions are, you can really turn around things. And I think we need that positivity right now um, more than anything, because I think people do feel like, oh, I'm down this certain road in terms of my health or wellness and activity level. So I think they wanted to bring out those great athletic stories. And that's part of you know, covering the Appalachian Trail. And, um, yeah, it's it's been good. And then, of course, during this time, too, I think people who've watched Game Changers who didn't know what I did on the AT prior mm. have been interested in like reading North. And yeah. I think especially during this time, it's tough with people. They need that inspiration or just kind of like an adventure because we can't take our own adventures or get out there. So we're doing all this stuff virtually or through books and other content. Okay. So speaking of the Appalachian Trail, um, I wanted to see if you all had any practical tips for dealing with 
what's going on right now, like one day at a time, because you're clearly very well versed on the one day at a time mentality. If anybody's read North, they know about your journey on the Appalachian Trail. Both of you had a big journey. Scott was covering the miles on foot, but Jenny was doing all the legwork with the crewing. So um, yeah, like what are your tips with our mental battles of just like dealing with what's happening, not knowing really when it's going to be over and dealing with this one day at a time? I think the biggest thing, Jenny and I can definitely, I feel like it's a grind. And when you have kids, not to say like, oh, people with kids right now have it tougher, but definitely when you have your kids 24 seven, and if you have no help, no family that lives with you, extended family that lives with you, um, it's a grind. And much like the AT and just all the uncertainty with work and career. I mean, I know with our own work, like we've had our calendars wiped clean and there's just mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on. And so you have to find some glimmers of hope and look at the positive things. So for me, when I was on the AT, getting, you know, a certain mileage or getting to a certain mountaintop and I, I would look at a map. And even though Jenny was like, you're always looking at your little, like I had these little maps and cheat sheet that could fold um, into my pocket. And I had to look at that stuff because the big picture seemed like so far out there, the unknowns that lie ahead, all the, all the things that were happening to me currently in terms of injuries or just things that were roadblocks, I had to find positivity. And so for us, it was like getting to that next state border crossing or getting to a certain mountain top during the day would just kind of click off like a, a checkbox in terms of like, okay, we're making progress. There is some positivity. Oh, we're, we're making ground we're getting closer. Um, so I think that's really key is finding the small, like micro goals throughout the daily grind. And right now, like finding some positivity, especially when it's just like kind of at your wits end with all the uncertainty and dealing with what you have to do on the home front. And then Jenny and I have something from a like crew standpoint, cause she wasn't doing the miles, but she had to support and, you know, find her way and navigate through things. Um, I mean, no, I think you said it well is just trying to be in the moment live in the present and for me like not thinking about oh we still have Mm. 10 more states to go and same thing now just like oh my gosh is this gonna go all the way to next year like trying not to think about the future and just trying to focus on right now and um you know not I don't want to sound cliche or anything but (laughs) just trying just trying to be in the moment more and appreciate all the little things and it, sometimes it feels like I'm just like living for the kids' bedtime. I'm like, yes, two more <laughs> hours until bath and bed. It feels but, so um, good, though. <laughs> I know. It's just like our moment of zen when they're both asleep. We're like, ah, oh, finally. Yeah. No, I get that, too. But And I do, uh, I, you know, like I, you hear people say like, oh, find a new craft or hobby or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's not happening right now. But also... I have been able to enjoy like the moments of slowing down with my kids. It's not easy a lot of the time, but like to know that I have nowhere to go, like Mm -hmm. there is something refreshing about it, even though it, it does, you know, wear on you. I mean, do you feel that? Oh, absolutely. Like even from the first week, I noticed like a sense of ease of not rushing them, like, get your snowsuit on, we got to go to school, like, not rushing them to school, and then to climbing class and ski lessons, and like, all this stuff is like, oh, I guess we'll, you know, kind of slowing down and going on their pace right now, like, we don't have to be somewhere right now, so 
that's been a little bit relaxing. And then also now that we've been home with them for like six weeks. Oh gosh, um, so long. So seeing like the they're just um their progression, um, you know, they're better friends, they're communicating mm-hmm. better, like Ev's just learned to ride his bike in like the last month. You know, all these little things that maybe get kind of rushed by, like we're able to enjoy and, and really notice more um I guess developmental things and it is nice like I don't want to go back to like to normal you know I think that we'll once things kind of reopen we'll just like kind of balance it out and maybe not do as much yeah that we do yeah it's a good reset it really mm-hmm. is totally hey friends a quick break to thank koala clip for supporting this podcast episode make sure you go over and check out that product. It is the best way to carry your phone with you, not just on the run, but on bike rides, on the go. It is a water resistant case, so you can sweat all you want and your phone will stay dry and safe in that pack. I just clip it to the back of my sports bra and it is so simple and it's easy to get out as well. You know, if you want to change your playlist or change your podcast, Uh, it's a super easy design, simple design and very functional. If you already have a qual clip, maybe consider gifting it to a friend. There's got to be a runner in your life that would love to get that in the mail right now. Uh, you guys can save 10% when you go to koalaclip.com and use the code ANOTHER. Huge thanks to Koala Clip for stepping up and supporting this six-part series. I really wanted to do an extra episode a week here, and she's really helping make that possible. So... Thank you, thank you, thank you, Christina. Uh, All right, friends, there is extra episodes for me over on my Patreon page. Glenn and I, my husband, just recorded an episode two nights ago, and that went out yesterday. And then next week, you'll get another new episode with myself and Lauren Flores. So two episodes a month over there for Patreon supporters. And I can't thank you all enough, those of you who are already over there doing that. Uh, big thanks to Julie Snyder, Lauren Longley, Brianna Boone, Vandy Marie, Kelly Nielsen, Laura Thomas, Emily Eck, Anne, Christina, Heather, Emily, Kimberly, Mandy, Emily again. Uh, thanks to the new Patreon supporters. That's just a handful of the new supporters. I really appreciate your support of this podcast and listening to the show. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoy the remainder of my conversation with Jenny and Scott. Did you guys pay attention to the quarantine backyard challenge? I saw, you know, there's so many challenges and we've been trying not to be on screens as mm-hmm. much. Just our kids are little. Um, but I didn't, I saw that people were doing it and there were so many people. I mean, so many people did it, but I don't really know the specifics. Of- well, I'm just asking because I just wonder, are you are you all doing anything that's, you know, like, do you feel, you know, I've been doing these virtual races because I felt like I just wanted to give myself like something to think about, something to do, mm-hmm. you know, like a goal to have. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you guys have that you're doing? Or are you just like cool with just chilling? You know, we've definitely been doing that. And that relates to like what we were talking about earlier with AT, that you have to find those goals because... It is so hard on the daily, just grinding away and not seeing as much progress. So I haven't done like 
any of the challenges like through social media, but a buddy of mine and I did a marathon just to commemorate Boston. And mm. we did it basically like within a half mile radius of our house, just because I wanted to be like, oh, well, some people are kind of on more lockdown. They can't leave. I mean, some people can't leave their homes in Europe mm-hmm. or, or couldn't anyways. And we're doing things on their balcony. So it wasn't anything... I don't know, elaborate or sexy. It was like just the neighborhood, but it was a lot of fun because again, I you know, ran, you know, loops, basically one mile loops around the neighborhood. And it was surprising, like even though we didn't cover a vast distance and we didn't go somewhere, it feels still felt like we were, I don't know, getting covering ground and and going on this little adventure. So I feel like it has, like you mentioned, like hit the reset button in terms of like you don't have to go really far to, to experience that. So that was kind of fun on Monday. I just did that Monday. Yeah. You were going to run Boston, weren't you? Were you guiding someone or were you pacing someone? I was actually going to run, um, Boston for my, usually I guide, uh, some of the visually impaired runner buddies of mine and friends. Um, I usually will run with a friend and pace. So usually I'm, yeah, I never have run Boston for myself. And this year I was actually going to run it without any obligations or oh, really? um, giving them my time. So yeah, it was a bummer, but given the circumstances, again, it's, it is a real, you know, sad time for a lot of people. It's like all these young athletes or people with major goals or citizen runners that had made Boston for the first time. Like I definitely don't want to belittle that because it is a really big blow to everyone. But at the same time, like, well, it is just a race. There are more races out there. There will be more races. It's going to look a little different probably in the near future, but yeah, it was a bummer. So that was kind of fun just to reset things. And then Jenny and I have been doing some online strengthening class like mm. we've been mixing things up like normally <laughs> i wouldn't really do this but it's been kind of good to have that so we've been doing stuff remote like a lot of our friends have been doing yoga classes online and things that i wouldn't ever do and we've been mixing that up a little bit too and just right. trying to keep each other motivated like okay we're gonna do 200 sit-ups today Jenny yeah just did that the other day. are you streaming just from like a local yoga studio that's doing it or do you have like a youtube channel that you watch it from um, well, I haven't quite, I haven't, he was just saying a lot of our friends do that, but we haven't, <laughs> that, we haven't done that yet. Just also cause the screen time thing. Yeah. Um, but with the kids, I mean, we're not anti screens or anything, but our kids are still <laughs> little, but, um, so we haven't done it yet, but I think if it keeps going on, going to, but we, we've just been doing these little like challenges, like. I guess more like high intensity work, mm. working on our pull-ups and our push-ups, and you know yeah. those little things, handstand push-ups, whatever. Okay, so I'm working on a happy playlist for this time. Um, we started this. This is the fourth mm-hmm. episode where we're adding to the happy playlist with my guests, and so I wonder if each of you have a happy song that just always lifts your spirits that we can add to our playlist? I mean, we have, I have so many like power songs and stuff, but like right now, since we've been in quarantine, Raven and I have been practicing the blinding lights challenge. Um, so that the blinding lights by the weekend is kind of our power song right now. <laughs> Raven and I, oh, we're close. We're close to get to nailing that. And when we do, I'll be sure to post it. Oh, yes. Post the video. Okay, but we'll add that to the playlist in the meantime. Okay, what about you, Scott? I don't know. I tend to, like, to get motivated, I tend to listen to probably stuff that's no, not... No, you love that up- Uplifting, oh, hardcore okay. stuff. Yeah, I guess I have some uplifting. I tend to listen to really, um, not dark, but a little yeah. bit more, um, 
I don't know. I feel like uh, between hip hop and I don't know, Rage Against the Machine well, in terms happy, of motive, but happy, happy, yeah, happy song. Yeah. <laughs> Rage Against the say. Machine is not allowed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that's not happy music. No, so. um, it's I'd called say, this life. He loves this song. He's being. He likes to be like, oh, I like edgy. He loves <laughs> this song by Vampire Weekend called This Life. Okay, and then on Spotify, there's a Spotify like a more acoustic version of it. But he's always like, oh. He loves this song. Yeah, I, I guess I do. I, I don't often remember the, the stuff that yeah, I have been listening to on that front. I guess when I when it comes to motivating during running, I do tend to listen to, like, yeah, I don't listen to like the happy music, but I feel like what you're talking about, you de- we definitely need that stuff for sure. This can be like on um, the music you're playing on your speakers while you're like, oh, on it. a bike ride oh, okay, with your okay. kids. Like, um, lovely day, Bill Withers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I checked on the kids no. when you asked the okay. question. No, it's this okay. Life, this life, Vampire Weekend, the Spotify Sessions version. Okay. Um, <laughs> stick, so yeah. Okay, I have a couple of listener questions here. I'm just going to play it into oh, the microphone. Oh, yeah. I was wondering if anybody had any questions because we it was kind of a last-minute plan. I know. Thing, so we didn't get the word out. Sorry, but it's okay. you're so good about your following. I so. have a couple. So okay. yeah, I'm just going to play it into the microphone, okay, just so you guys okay. can hear it. This one's um, – this is from Bridget, and she actually met you guys. Uh, she was at the live show so uh, here in Indy. Hi, Lindsay, Scott, and Jenny. This is Bridget. Scott, first and foremost, I have to thank you so much for all of the motivation and inspiration that you've given to me, and I know countless others. Since finding your book, Eat and Run, I've lost over 100 pounds and have successfully become an ultra runner. So if you're ever looking for a coaching client, I am definitely your girl. And my question is actually for Jenny. My wonderful, beautiful wife is pregnant with twins. Do you in early June, likely to come in May, and she is dreaming about running again. So what advice do you have, Jenny, for any postpartum recovery and then ultimately getting back into running on a regular basis? Thank you so much, guys. Lindsay, thank you for these awesome episodes. They've really helped get me through, and I know many others during this really tumultuous time. Um, and thank you for all the support for healthcare workers like myself and my wife. Thank you guys. Have an awesome day. Okay. That's for you, Jenny. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I just want to say thank you, Bridget. Like that's, this you're my, inspiring us. Yeah. Uh, this is my dream question. I'm, yes. Um, I, first of all, it's amazing twins, um, coming up soon, especially in this time is so it's wonderful and exciting, and I'm sure there's probably a lot of anxiety around that. And um, just, you know, good job, you guys. Hang tough. Be, and, um, and I'm sure it's going to be awesome. But um, as far as getting back to running postpartum, um, I think it's as much about her wife as it is about her. Because for me, Scott was so... Um, instrumental. He was so supportive and like making sure that I could get sleep. And so taking the kids at night, I mean, taking the baby at night and feeding, um, doing some of the night feeds and letting me rest. And then really just being encouraging, like, I'll take it. I'll take her. You go for a run. Um, really kind of sacrificing. He would even sacrifice his workout so that I could get it, get mine in. So I think just being really, um, 
aware and generous and letting your wife um, have the time and space and the rest um, to get out for those runs is going to be so helpful. Uh, and then also for me, I had a C-section um, both times. They were both mandatory, but um, I ran with a running like a maternity support belt while I was pregnant. And then also after just to kind of like squeeze, you know, squeeze everything mm-hmm. together, hold it in and kind of reduce the bouncing and stuff. So um, maybe looking into some of those uh, medical stretchy belts those belts, um, belly bands is what they're called too. Um, looking into some of those and then just giving yourself so much time, like not trying to rush the first pregnancy. I tried to rush back to it. And then, um, I had a little bit of spotting after that and I had to stop again. So just really allowing yourself the full, like, I think they say six weeks and then even more, whatever you want before you even just try to go out. But, um, yeah, just, uh, not pushing it in like a slow, a slow ramp up. So good. Okay. Here's another question, guys. Lindsay, I would like to know if Jenny has ever made anything that Scott or her kids would not wear. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) I love these questions are for me. Yes. Um, No, actually, these guys always love what I make for them. Um, so, so far I have not had a lemon yet that I know of. Unless I'm looking at Scott right now. I'm like, have I? <laughs> <laughs> is it just being nice? Is it, is no, she's, no, she's been really, I think Jenny's like so meticulous and picky and not to like, and she's not patting herself on the back by saying, I don't think I've had a lemon, but she's so picky. Sometimes I'm like, okay, it's good enough. Or like, this is like, this is like, you're, you're going a little bit crazy with this project or <laughs> I mean, oh, so yeah, she is very case discerning. He's in point. He ripped a pair. He ripped a hole in his favorite like work pants, which are not like seen outside. You know, he just does house chores. But I like I embroidered sashiko patched the the hole, and it was a little bit extreme. He's just like uh, <laughs> a regular patch would have been fine, but um, but yeah, no, I love that question. But so far so good and she's really picky about the projects she'll take on so mm-hmm. if i'm like hey can you just do this real quick she's like no, no that's not <laughs> she's like no just buy that <laughs> <laughs> like no you're gonna have to get a new one or you're gonna have to do this and, um but no i think that's the biggest thing is that she is so picky and she thinks things through almost to a fault um because she's got yeah such a creative bug to her and yeah which is oh, no. which is great Oh, no, it's starting to hail outside. <laughs> the kids are fine. Oh, my gosh, you guys <laughs> are champions. No, like... We've got an overhang on the porch. Okay. Eating their late breakfast out there. And no, they're, they're used to being oh, out there. You guys, they're, they have two kids, two and four, that are like just not even four yet, that are outside hanging out during this interview. This is amazing. Um, <laughs> we'll try to wrap up just a minute. I, here's another question, and I have to disclaimer. I have not listened to this yet, so I have no idea what, what he's going to okay. say. Okay. <laughs> Hey, Scott and Jenny, this is Matt Chittum. Both of you have done amazing things in your lives and done a great job of documenting those adventures. Moving forward, do you feel pressure to not only continue along those adventurous paths, but also to continue to document them for your current and future fans? Yeah, it's a great question. Thanks for that. And was it Matt? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Matt Chittum. He hosts the Rambling Runner podcast. 
Yeah, Matt, thanks for the question. No, it's a great question because I think some people do feel like, oh, there's there's always got to be something else. Mm. And I've been very, I think I was pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty clear in North um, about this uh, book about the Appalachian Trail adventure. And that was something where I felt really content. So I didn't feel the pressure like, oh, I have to do something that's a lot, but a lot bigger or a lot harder. And the, I think the biggest thing for me now is I want to find the things that I'm most motivated to do. Mm. And I actually did have a big adventure run planned for this summer that I had to postpone early on when things were just not looking good and just seeing what was happening in Italy and the potential here for the U S. So, um, I feel a lot of, um, for, for people that did have big goals. And so for me, I don't feel like I have to prove anything or I have to provide, you know, some kind of inspiration. I'm trying to pick the things that really get me excited. And I guess that would be good advice for everyone else too. like, don't think you have to pick something because, oh, this race is viewed as the most important thing or this um, this event is something I have to do because I'm a runner and this race defines. I think it's really about personally what you want to do. And for Jenny and I, like writing about things has definitely been fun, but we never feel like there's pressure to do it. But we're also like, well, it's a great process and mm. it's a great way to discover things about yourself. I mean, writing is not easy for either of us. And so writing books, I feel like that's almost more challenging than the adventure run itself. But I'm excited to do a few more things with my career. And I've tried to do a lot in giving back. So I feel like athletically, there's not this burning desire, like I've got to tick off 10 more things before I fully retire. I think I can do things along the way. And I think that's where people like the journey doesn't stop with running. It's not when you've checked off enough boxes. Um, find different things that inspire you and ways to give back. And I think especially during this time when people feel like they want to do something to help others. And I feel like as as long as we can, um, when we get back to being able to be in more contact with people, I think there's a lot of great things that people have been desiring to do and they want to help each other. And I think in a crisis like this and a pandemic, the best comes out of, I think, humans and want to do that. So yeah, I think finding those goals that, inspire people are great but you know what can we do more as a running community to to help each other especially if we can't do races which might not be in our near future might be a while okay this is yeah, the last, exactly. so. last listener question hi scott and jenny this is emma and i'm wondering what your favorite meal has been in quarantine and which one of you cooked it i'll let jenny answer because she's my toughest uh, food critic um and i do most of the cooking but I will answer this. Um, I'll answer for Jenny because she's cooked some amazing meals. Wait, you'll answer to me? No, <laughs> uh, like, no, he, it's definitely been whatever meal it is. He's definitely cooked it. But I think probably he really nailed when we had Thai food. He did a Tom Ka soup, which is his favorite. And then he did a Ped Siu, which I think is also called Drunken Noodles. Is that what it is? Yeah, Ped Siu. Oh, Ped Siu is Ped Siu. <laughs> but um yeah his thai food is amazing can we get a and recipe Jenny actually cooks. she cooks a few meals oh, on this and that's why i want to actually he's so bad at like writing down the recipes but he is he's um we're getting we're being a little more meticulous because maybe we'll do a cookbook oh. <laughs> i put that on the back burner for a long time and everyone's wanted a cookbook but do it. now that now that we've been quarantined and people are cooking more at home um so yeah 
we're we're yes. trying to put that together. Hopefully. We'll okay. You, if you did a cookbook, I mean, you know, it would be like a bestseller. It would be amazing. Like everybody would want that cookbook. I'm excited that you even kind of like sprinkled that into this interview. <laughs> well, we'll see. And I, I want to give uh, yeah to Jenny's horn on what I was trying to say earlier is that my favorite meal of hers, because she's cooked some meals too. She's uh, taken over the kitchen a couple nights and she made these great misubi. So these rice balls, rice triangles that onigiri. they're onigiris, um, also known as that, but they were amazing and the kids loved them. It brought us back to Japan. Mm. And I think that's, what's fun too, when food can bring you back to a happy place or a happy time. Um, that's the amazing thing. It's not just a way that we fuel our bodies and, you know, it's not just a physical thing. It's also that psychological thing too. Sorry. It's okay. I understand. I love that. Okay. Quick, would you rather, and we're and we're saying bye, so you guys can attend to those kiddos. Okay, this is a quick, just fun, would you rather, and you guys can both just jump in. Um, if you had to pick between never reading again or never listening to music again, which would you pick? Oh, gosh. Grim. Um, <laughs> I mean, for me, I would have to go never reading again because I love music. But I know that Scott would go opposite. No, actually, oh. I think music, um, in the, even though like I don't, especially with kids, I'm not listening to music all the time. I feel like music, though, is one of those things that brings joy. And even I was, I've been playing the penny whistle with the kids when I take them out in the woods or like we go places. And being able to play music and even if it's a simple tune, I feel like music is so intrinsic. Um, reading is amazing, too, but I feel like music between dance and just mm -hmm. the joy that it can bring i'd have to go music too that's my answer too okay would you rather always be one hour late or yeah wait would you rather always be one hour early or always 10 minutes late jenny and i are notoriously late yeah. so we'd have to go 10 minutes late. <laughs> i think that's my answer too because i think about all the time i would waste being an hour early everywhere like oh, that's a big a chunk of time and whole hour well, and to be yeah, and to be early, um, yeah, you, so much has to happen mm -hmm. to make that happen. So okay. I feel like all the stuff to get to that point is also time consuming. Okay, would you rather be able to only whisper or only shout? Whisper. I mean, one thing you know, one thing having kids like my eardrums <laughs> are just <laughs> that they're like I seriously feel like damage to my ears have happened since. But um, I miss silence. I love whispering. We try to whisper at dinner at the dinner table. We try to just do the quiet table. So yeah, definitely whisper. Okay, Pearl Jam or Nirvana? Oh, this is for Scott. These that's not neither of them are my jam. But he Scott Pearl Jam or Nirvana? Sorry, he went. It's like totally dumping now, so we had to bring some things it's into okay. the house. Um, okay. Pearl Jam or Nirvana? Whoa, that's a really tough one. Um, I got to go Pearl Jam, even though love Kurt Cobain. Um, Eddie was my man. Okay. Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Beatles. I'd have, to, Beatles. I'd have to say Beatles, too. It's a tough call. Okay, last one. This is some Minnesota action. Bob Dylan or Prince? Ooh. I... Okay, we'll see it at the same time. I'm going to say no, Bob Dylan because oh. <laughs> just going back and he was an Iron Ranger. He's not too far down the street. 
in terms of uh, from where I grew up. Mm. And... I was going to say Bob Dylan, too. Okay. I think I'd go Bob Dylan, too. Oh, Jurix, this has been super fun. And uh, I just appreciate you guys doing this with, you know, tending to your kids at the same time. I, I get it. it. This is crazy with no no help ever with the kids. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Well, thank you. It's been fun to reconnect and relive some of uh, <laughs> the adventures. And to all your listeners, uh, thank you for the great questions and comments. And just everyone, uh, stay positive, hang tough. Um, we'll get through this. And there'll be lots of great times down the road. And if anybody is missing those finish line feels, he will be doing a virtual finish line on Sunday with our friend Christy Turlington and Every Mother Counts, who has also been a guest on Lindsay's podcast. Um, so sign up for that if you want your name called and high fives on the internet. And yeah, we'll be available online. So it'd be it'll be fun. And you can do two miles around the around your home, whatever, like it doesn't have to be an epic marathon or half marathon or anything like that. So whatever distance and join in on the party, just a celebration of getting out there. So trying to do some different things. So can I ask you a question about that? How, yeah. how are people, cause it will link to all that information with every mother counts in the show notes, but how are people like you said, you're race announcing the virtual finish line. So how do you see who's finishing? Does that make sense? Yeah, they're going to be, um, they're setting up a, I believe it's a website, um, how people like log into that and you sign up. And then I think they provide the link is what I, th I thought it was done. It's not on social media. I think it's done via website. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll look into that. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I should know. It's okay. Jenny is it been working on setting it up? And I know, um, I know the main stuff, but I don't know like okay. how they're actually interacting. But it's um, this Sunday. This coming it's Sunday. It's this this Sunday. So yeah, this is airing after. Oh shoot, uh, yeah, it's an airing Friday, but we'll we'll post about it on social anyway. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. Cool. We All right. Nothing else to give a plug to uh, every mother counts. Yes, we'll link yeah. to them in the show notes for sure. Um, All right, <laughs> you all have a really great rest of your day, and we'll talk soon. Oh, say hello to all our indie friends if you happen to see them either virtually or uh, you know from a distance. I will. One hundred percent. Okay. Thanks, Lindsay. Bye bye. So good to talk to you. You too. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks, Scott and Jenny, for taking the time to chat with us, even with your kiddos hanging out with you. You guys can find Jenny on Instagram. She's Jurics on the Run. You can find Scott on Instagram. He's Scott Jurick. You can find me on Instagram. I'm LindsayHine626. You can find me on Twitter at LindsayHine, and you can find me on Facebook. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Heim where we have a group as well. Wait a minute. I just realized you can also find me on TikTok. Glenn keeps telling me that I need to not try to make TikTok a thing, but whatever. Um, I'm Lindsay Hine 626 just like my Instagram name over there. All right. Head over to Koala Clip, koalaclip.com. Check out the awesome way to take your phone with you on your the run. A simple and cute functional design, go to koalaclip.com. Use the code another to get 10% off your order. And don't forget if you're looking for additional episodes for me, you can find that on my Patreon page, patreon.com slash lindsayheim. All right, friends, have a really great rest of your Friday. Have a wonderful weekend and I'll see you next Tuesday. Putting on an episode with Laura Thweet. We'll talk soon. Thanks.